Hey everyone, welcome back to the Daily Blend Show, episode number 32. Today is July 7th, 2021, and this is the weekly rundown. If you're new around here, this is the segment of the show where we feature stories across business and technology that we thought were notable or interesting. Uh, For this week's episode, we're going to highlight the college athlete brand, Bulletin by Facebook, Sports Betting, Fetch Robotics, IBM and Cyber, Hybrid Working and Who's Being Impacted the Most, and of course, my favorite fitness brand, digital platform, whatever you want to call them, Peloton. As a reminder, this episode and all of their previous episodes is available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, dailyblend.com. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to us on social media. Uh, Check out the website, read the articles, do all that social stuff. All right, enough with all the intros. Let's jump into the show. So I'm super fired up to jump into the first story. But before I jump into real news that matters in this world, I wanted to highlight, well, it's not that this doesn't matter. It's just not very business oriented. The fact that Joey Chestnut has won the Nathan's hot dog eating contest yet again. Super pumped. If you haven't watched that, it's always a great show. If you've never been to Coney Island in Brooklyn, go. It's a uh, it's a treat. I haven't been since uh, one of the last hurricanes, so I hope it's still sort of as magical, if you will, uh, as it used to be. But uh, let's jump into the first uh, story for real. So this one just totally caught my attention late last week, and I kept on checking social media like I haven't done in, in years. The, the, um, the NCAA just approved athletes being able to make or monetize their rights so they can get paid by brands to represent them. Um, and this can be anything from like Nike, Adidas, you know, to, um, you know, I assume alcohol brands and consumer brands, anyone really. And Barstool Presidente, uh, Dave Portnoy, jumped on Twitter and Instagram, I'm not sure which one, and basically said, you know, some athlete DM'd him saying uh, she wanted to be, uh, you know, a uh, Barstool Sport athlete. And he's like, done. I have no idea what that means, but you're in. And if you watched, you know, I don't know the exact count, but let's say it's over 100 folks, uh, you know, hit up uh, Barstool and were on their Instagram page. And the Instagram page went from, I think, nothing to like 150,000 followers over the weekend. And if you're a college athlete and someone's saying, hey, we'll give you, you know, free merch, free food, free booze, or a couple bucks in your pocket when you were broke last month or didn't have much money last month and just, you know, dealing with the training table or, you know, the, the food from the cafeteria, you're like done. And what I think is interesting as a former, like halfway decent knock on woods, um, you know, athlete was the fact that like, you're going to have a transition and power. I think you're going to see coaches who are of the old guard who are saying, no, you can't do that. If you want to be in my program, you got to, you know, ride the line of the university and you can't take sponsorship. I'm going to control you. And and there are so many coaches out there that do that. It's such a control, uh, controlled environment and controlled experience. And I think you're going to see a very modern coach who says, Hey, come on, go get your money, go get paid, build a brand. And I'm all for it. And I think 
the NCA is going to have their own sort of dealings of this. And I think the universities, each university is going to have their dealings and trying to figure out the, the right, like guiding principles and frameworks. But I, I think you're really going to see a shakeup in some programs that had a hard time recruiting that maybe are tied to like, you know, either a sports agent, a brand, a geographic area like LA, New York, you know, San Francisco, maybe even where people are like, I'm going to go there because of the connections and the sponsorship opportunities I could get. I also think you're going to see a wave of entrepreneurism coming out of college athletes, you know, to do all this like social branding, videography, the whole package, right? To do it right and get paid. You need a team behind you. And if you're an athlete and you get smart, you kind of start to build a team and whether or not you pay them now or in like future opportunities, if you go pro, either way, you're going to see athletes having to sort of grow up and become entrepreneurs. And I'm thrilled for those athletes. I think it'll be interesting to see how sports agents start to jump into the college experience and how you know, schools navigate that. I'm not sure the rules and regulations, to be frank, but uh, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, if you go to uh, the website, you can see the links to like the different barstool assets on their social media and their .com. It's pretty crazy what they've been able to accomplish. And I'm just using barstool as an example. If you think they've got, you know, one to five athletes at every university, you know, six months from now, and they're just pumping merch those athletes become the influencers for the universities and when i think of like companies tech companies that are well positioned here uh my friends over at four card uh with their influencer network is probably the best platform to take advantage of this from an athlete standpoint and it will be interesting to see like what other software platforms kind of pop up to manage this uh for brands and for athletes so our next story comes in from Facebook and their bulletin product. And when I read this, it's sort of like a press release to build your own newsletter. And when I looked at like kind of the value prop that, you know, Facebook was putting out, which is, you know, a robust publishing tool, sustainable business model, discovery and distribution, building a community. I really thought about it in kind of two sort of sides. I thought it's like, you know, uh, email blast marketing campaign for content, or is it more like LinkedIn or medium of, you know, putting out your own thought leadership on those platforms where I think LinkedIn is more of an enablement platform. And I never signed up for medium. So I don't know if you get paid as a writer, but if you can start becoming an independent writer and Facebook can, you know, take a portion of that and you can get paid. It's pretty cool. I think it's about time that Facebook sort of grew up a little bit and jumped into more light LinkedIn sort of features that are a little more um, business oriented. Uh, you know, I haven't played around with the platform yet, but you know, for folks that are interested in sort of writing and, and becoming, you know, uh, you know, using Facebook as the platform. I mean, it's obviously the biggest social media, uh, you know, avenue in the world. And one would assume that down the road, they'll find ways to integrate this with their other, you know, digital assets, such as like, you know, Instagram or Instagram TV. So it's kind of cool to see that Facebook is jumping into this space. I'm always suspect with Facebook because it's Facebook and they tend to uh, not come up with the most original ideas and sort of clone other people's ideas. So I'm not exactly sure who they're cloning here. 
Uh, I don't want to, you know, just totally write this off. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And if you are a writer who is using this platform, hit me up uh, at Read Daily and tell me what you think. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. The next story is on 888 Holdings. And this is basically about a gaming company that's gotten big enough that is doing a partnership deal with Sports Illustrated. And for those less familiar, Sports Illustrated has been one of the longest running sports magazines. They do the swimsuit edition. It has a major uh, reach. And the parent company to uh, Sports Illustrated is really looking for ways to monetize their platform uh, and really look at, you know, how, you know, Authentic Brands, which is the, um, you know, parent company, is really looking for, like, new ways to generate revenue. Uh, And this is it, right? If you can add links to, you know, sports books on your .com site, Uh, If you can put print uh, ads in the magazine about it and drive people there, you're going to make money through your gambling site. And not to jump back to Barstool, I thought they were one of the the smartest to do this with Penn, right? They are doing their sports book tied to their website. They have a ton of sports shows. And every time they're just driving people to the sports book. And it's just such a good way to cross pollinate from your content to like monetization and i'm really shocked that it's like actually taken this long obviously sports betting wasn't really um legal until 2018 uh so you know it's it's taken some time but uh it will be cool to see how authentic brands sort of does this uh long term the fourth story is on fetch robotics and this is really talking about you know just how warehouse automation uh, needs to go. And this isn't trying to be like a robust feature about Fetch Robotics and sort of some of the M&A work that's being done, but it's really talking about the fact that you're starting to actually see, you know, not just at like the enterprise, the big shops, but, you know, the middle market, you know, warehouse and distribution facilities having robotic automation in the warehouse. And what's going to be really interesting is like all the sort of ancillary businesses. So you've got the hardware business, you've got the software business, you've got sort of the reporting and analytics business, you've got the monitoring business, you've got the, you know, the, the um, sensors around the facility. So there's going to be like a ton of disruption in this space. There's going to be people that enter it and exit it. There's going to be, you know, consistent acquisition. And this was just more just talking about the fact that warehouses are getting smarter and it's really cool to see firsthand and i'm excited to see more and more coverage on this space it's less consumer focused so it's not as quote-unquote sexy and interesting but I, i think it's it's interesting that you know they are really trying to automate and kind of bring that end to end software to hardware experience so our next story comes in about HPE, and if you're not familiar with that acronym, this is Hewlett Packard Enterprise to acquire data management platform Zerto for roughly $400 million. And what's interesting about this is the fact that HPE doesn't make small bets. This is a large bet, and this firm provides data replication and protection services as well as disaster recovery as a service. So. D-R-A-A-S for the uh, dorks out there that like the acronyms. And what I think is really interesting here is just how critical and important this 
uh, acquisition is for HPE. Uh, almost every company I know has either been hit with a ransomware, been impacted by ransomware, or has educated their users on why not to click links and, you know, don't be uh, attacked by phishing campaigns. And, you know, as we move more to the cloud and you're going to see more ransomware attacks um, in the news, as well as just, you know, the fact that we're all sharing links instead of attaching files, you know, it just feels like this is a very smart move from HPE. And I'll be very interested to see how they kind of roll this up into their offering um, and start to sell this either as a standalone solution or much more of an integrated solution. My assumption would be the latter. But certainly, uh, you know, I will be watching this to see how they position themselves. Are they going to just the enterprise? Are they going to, you know, SMBs? You know, what's going to be their target? Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great acquisition. Congrats to the uh, HPE team. So our next story comes in is the uh, hybrid workplace here to stay. And a survey was sent out in June to nearly 90% of respondents from Apple said they strongly agree with the statement, location, flexible working options are very important issues to me. Now, this is really only a total of less than 2,000 people, but I think it's really interesting that you have a tech company who built an amazing campus, and they're challenged with the same things that the rest of the world's uh, challenged with. Many people got very comfortable working from home. Uh, some people, like myself, like to go into an office from time to time. Not to say that I want to be in an office all the time, but I am very much a person that says, let's plan, let's prep for a meeting, let's go meet, talk about something, discuss, take our action items, and execute against that. And that's just general like my favorite way to operate. Now that's not for everyone and it's not for every business and business model. But uh, I think, look, there's no good one size fits all framework here for any business. I think a lot of businesses are gonna struggle with this. Employees are gonna jump ship. Employees have physically moved. And so are saying, you know, I don't wanna come back cause I'm gone. And, you know, businesses are gonna have to recast how they engage with employees and what's appropriate. And obviously, you know, Zoom and Teams uh, calls go, you know, pretty far. But I got to say, I've had a couple meetings more recently in person. They just move faster. Things move faster. Not to say I need to be around you every day, but they just work faster. And so it'll be interesting in the different sectors and industries, uh, you know, how companies approach this and really what is the prevailing theme. So our last uh, story comes in from Peloton, and it's talking about hitting the office. And uh, Peloton sees the office as a new way to grow subscribers as people head back to their desk. They announced on Tuesday the launch of their corporate wellness program as it aims to reach new users and grow membership base. So if you are a business and you are struggling with getting people back to the office, i.e. Apple, then maybe you should incentivize them with free workouts or discounted workouts and equipment. Food seemed like a good place to start for the tech companies. Maybe fitness is the place to start for others. All right, that wraps it up for this episode of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can find us on all great podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. You can find me at Reed Daily. 
That's R-E-E-D-D-A-I-L-E-Y at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Enjoy the rest of this sort of 4th of July week, if you will. And don't forget to check us out on the Friday Top 5. It's uh, five things I thought were interesting and notable about culture, less on the business stuff, more like kind of fun things that uh, get your weekend started off right. And until then, catch you on the next show. Thanks. Something in the way I move that keeps them on that